0: I'm
1: Bi playlist. I'm here with Danny, Greg, Sebastian, and Walt from the band Body Thief. How's everybody doing today?
2: doing good. Yep. Yep. Doing great, man. Thank you for having us.
1: Good. No problem, man. No problem. At all. So today we're going to make a Spotify playlist based off of some of the questions I asked you. Is there anything you want to name it?
2: Let's go with uh, Twelve O'Clock Boys.
1: Little inside joke between the band.
2: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, what's that about?
2: Uh, just 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 rapping Baltimore mainly. <laughs> Yeah. We, we like to shout out the 12 o'clock boys. Yeah, there's some background.
3: Well, no, it's 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 also it's also mainly <laughs> we when we practice on Sundays, we uh have happened to, you know, set up a time around 12, and, <laughs> you know, we just like send a picture of the 12 o'clock boys uh video <laughs> we're
4: like all right 12 nice. o'clock boys that's us awesome. we awesome. just we're, we're still we're still looking in the market for some dirt bikes
1: so yeah yeah oddly <laughs> enough we're doing this interview at noon right exactly <laughs> that's <Yeah>. like,
2: perfect <laughs> it
1: <Yeah>. holds true <laughs> <Right>?
2: <laughs> 12 o'clock boys
1: <laughs> uh so the first question i kind of like to ask everybody is uh what is some of that first music you can remember listening to when you're a kid like like
3: before you got into post hardcore or any of that stuff? In sync, no strings <laughs> attached. <laughs> yeah, he was ready for that Quest album in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I could answer
4: a little bit. I, I mean, when I was little, I, I listened to. Uh, I mean, I guess one of the first bands that I actually got into was Reliant K. Reliant K is <laughs> awesome, man. I remember listening yeah, to Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I guess when I started getting into, you know, a little bit more harder stuff, it was like, I had my POD phase. POD.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I saw POD one time, actually. Like my life motto was
4: we are youth of the nation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm learning new
5: things about you every day.
2: (laughs) Uh, for me, uh, well, for me, I heard a lot of, like, Latin music when I was growing up. My brother was a percussionist, and I just... My, my parents loved to dance, like, Colombian music where we're from. And, I mean, obviously music from other Latin American uh, countries as well. But, yeah, a lot of salsa music. And uh, my brother was also a DJ at one point. So, I heard a lot of, like, house music and uh, some techno and stuff. Like but, that's, uh, storm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, but yeah no I, that's that's basically what got me uh like that that was like my first exposure was that kind of stuff yeah. before but like you said before any post hardcore or anything like that yeah, yeah
5: um i know uh for me um sebastian and i have uh have bonded over the fact that um we both got really into um good charlotte when we were growing up mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that yeah, was a band extremely. that i think both of us had gotten into and it was kind of like the transformation of like listening to like the stuff that like your parents are into or just like the music you're surrounded by. And then like, you find this kind of like, like alternative rock, like band and the guys are like wearing makeup and like stuff. And Mm. (laughs) that kind of like set the stage and like, I wanted to get I wanted to play guitar. Like I got guitar lessons after that. Like, so that's definitely a a big band I'd say for both me and Sebastian. Um, yeah. for, like, paving the
1: way for our musical journey. When that album came out, what was it, like, The Lifestyle of the Rich and the Famous?
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was in the seventh yeah. grade when that came out. And I remember uh, I went and stayed the night at a friend's house, and he had a CD player, and I put that CD on. And I'm pretty sure we listened to that CD all night long, like, from the time we went to bed. And I kept waking up to the same song. It was at that, that My Bloody Valentine song. Every time I woke yeah. up at night, that song was on. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Great album. Great album. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and write down all these songs. And if we have time to get to them, we'll get to them on the the show. And if not, I'm just going to email you all the list and you all can send me back some songs, if that's okay. That way we can kind of get this. Sure. Yeah, sounds great. All right, cool. Uh, So Greg and Sebastian, y'all, y'all, from what I read on your Spotify bio, that y'all started Body Thief?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, him and I started it... um, we we had a different kind of start at first, in which I played bass and we had a different drummer. Um, but then uh, we parted ways with that drummer, and then we kind of were looking for musicians for a while. So then, officially, that that is like when the band started. Like once we started getting members from that point on, just because it was like a different configuration. But but yeah, we the starters of it.
1: From what the bio says, it says. I think like 2013, y'all, y'all had everybody except Andreas. I think. Yeah. How, how did everybody meet? Did y'all know each other beforehand? It was um, it was a kind of complicated process actually because
5: um, like Sebastian said, originally we had it was me, Sebastian, and then um, this drummer from the previous band that Sebastian and I uh, were playing in, and then what happened was, I went to college, and so I went out of state for about a year, and um. We, we kind of put the band on hold, and then when I came back home, we had started to, like, write some songs. So we put together these, uh, this, like, three-song instrumental demo just between me and Sebastian, and then we kind of used that to, like, scout for new players for the band, basically. Um, so from there, we met Walt on bass because he had played in a local band um that our like my old band had played with so me and Walt were already like friends I knew him kind of well he was in the scene yeah and then Dan Sebastian was doing a photo shoot for a band because he's a photographer and he was doing a photo shoot for this band and he was like showing these guys the music and one of the members of that band said hey like I know this dude who's a friend of mine and he's like a really good singer he would fit perfectly for this like let me like get you his number. And he sent you know, Dan sent us a vocal demo and we were like, wow, this guy's like, you know, we had gotten other demos, but no one sounded the way that Dan did and it stuck out to us immediately. And we were like, yeah,
1: dude, this guy's like really got the vibe going. Yeah. That's awesome. Where did the name body thief come from?
2: (laughs) Well, to be honest, it kind of came from our conversation. It, It was like a conversation that we were having in our old drummer's like backyard and we were all just hanging out and you know chilling and then we just started like talking about we had been you know on a hunt for a name for a while and I kept coming up uh you know we all were like brainstorming names and at one point I I remember I came up with the name Body Thief but it was it didn't really have a meaning right away <laughs> yeah. you know it's just kind of one of those things where you're like oh like this sounds kind of cool and then from there like we just had like a very not, not like we were like, all right guys, we're about to sit down and talk about this, but it just like naturally expanded into a conversation just about like perspective on life and just, um, you know, people can give it to, you know, their own, you know, meaning, but you know, one of the possible meanings is, is the idea of like the soul and the body and how like, the, the soul is like, you know, the thief of the body because you need, you need a, like a vehicle to be able to exist kind of thing, yeah you know, for sure and obviously there's a lot of ways to, to stretch that into different directions and that's for everyone to decide for themselves. But, um, but that's sort of where it came from. Just, just like a casual brainstorming session. And then from there, maybe expanding on what it could mean, you know? Yeah.
1: Did those uh, three demos y'all recorded ever turn into anything, or did y'all just leave them at demos? Or
3: uh actually, yeah. yeah. Dan, Dan? wasn't well, like one of them is on the album. Is that kind of what the question is? Well, two, yeah, two t-
4: two of those three two, sorry, on, yeah. on the first album, and uh one. You know, we just had kind of decided that it, it didn't really fit with the other songs. Yeah, um, and we haven't done anything with it since. I don't think we planned to.
3: Although, although it could be an influence on something at a later point, because I, I still think the the one song that was left out, you know, had potential. So,
2: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always joke around and we like start. <laughs> we start this. We're like, all right, guys, we're gonna play this this song, and we just name it, and then we like start <laughs> to play it, and we kind of play it for like thirty seconds, and then we're like, all right, <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> and Greg, but, but, and Greg who wrote the song, like, like, is like. I
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh that's God.
1: awesome that's really cool two out of the 3 of them made it on the album so <laughs> yeah, yeah one of sure. them
5: one of them almost didn't fun fact um and that's um that, yeah. that actually ended up being one of our most popular songs uh what songs so we, were they we actually
4: released Well, the song that he's just talking about that almost didn't make it is uh, Frozen. No, I I was talking about Um, Wholesome,
2: actually. No, Wholesome. Oh, you were talking about Wholesome? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? Well, well, no, well, hold on, hold on. There's two aspects of it. Like, we have a feeling of... So, like, we have the feeling that we have about Frozen in general, but there was a time in which when... Because Greg was the writer of Wholesome, like, he... Maybe wasn't as as on board of putting it on the record, and we were all like, "Nah, dude, like this song <laughs> rules." Yeah. And then Greg was like, "Okay, I, I guess so." And then <laughs> and then we like put it on the album. So that's like, yeah, a, a, I yeah. could not
4: see that album without wholesome. Yeah, um, yeah, wholesome is. So, sorry, I like that. I threw I threw Frozen out there because yeah, kind of like we, <laughs> we we were all like just <laughs> did a, it. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I just you know we all had like a a neutral feeling about it towards the end of like recording the record. But
2: yeah, because remember we actually,
4: we actually uh, released like a, a live performance of frozen. And Mm -hmm. from there until when we recorded the album, the song actually changed, like the lyrics changed. Oh yeah, that's true. Things changed. So it was like unsure up until uh, the moment that we actually went into the studio. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I also mentioned hometown influences. Uh, Y'all care to name any of those?
2: Yeah, uh, one of them could be, like, piano, be, uh, Pianos Become the Teeth.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, I've heard of them. I, I haven't listened to them a whole lot, but I have heard of them. There's, yeah, there's... Yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say?
2: Oh, I, all I was going to say was, yeah, they were they're were just extremely inspiring and influential to kind of, like, the kind of post-hardcore, yeah, like, spam Z kind of vibe, and just very, like, raw and emotional, um... And I think, like when that wave was first hitting, they were pretty much right up front, yeah, so yeah they're, they're, they're super it's awesome. it's
5: really cool 'cause there's there's actually like a lot of bands that have come out of this area um the
1: the baltimore d c area so baltimore d c area is responsible for the biggest copy pasta I've ever seen in my life. It's the uh, uh, the-, the emo copy pasta. have y'all seen that, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> emos originated in dc and (laughs) right 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 it's it's the most annoying thing if you post emo in any pop punk emo group on facebook or yeah you're you're guaranteed to get that sentence that's hilarious
5: no you're you're right though there's some it's like there's so many bands that have uh definitely in like the 80s and like the 90s there was a lot of um this like um that era of like fugazi and uh a lot of like another really cool band was the dismemberment clan um There's a lot of really cool, like, post-hardcore, like, early post-hardcore bands making their name. Um, But I was actually going to start naming some of the more recent influences. Like, um, one band that I personally was really influenced by um, that came out of this area was uh, Periphery. Because they were kind of always seen in our, like, area as being this, like, really technical, crazy band that everyone was like, just waiting for them to like release their album. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was like when that dropped and then they got, you know, they got a ton of exposure and they, they got onto Sumerian and everything. So seeing those guys like, uh, blow up and then also with, uh, connected to that, to, um, animals as leaders, really, really yeah. big influence for me. Um, the Tosin, Tosin and Javier, are, uh, are from the same like County that we're from that we live in oh
1: nice Um, that's awesome
5: and and if i'm not mistaken javier actually went to like the same community college as me he's a lot older but we (laughs) we just live really close by so it's crazy like um and and Tosin actually worked at um, a music store that walt worked at for a while
3: (laughs) yeah there's there's a picture of Tosin abasi and like the 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 twins of the owner of the store that worked there when they were like you know giving lessons to like kids and stuff so it's pretty pretty cool how close everything is you know uh with, that's with awesome. people that have made it yeah he's gonna be in the new uh bill and
1: ted movie or like i think their song is featured in, in, yeah, and yeah song. yeah that's pretty dope
5: <laughs> yeah he's it's so cool to see that man it, it it gives us like inspiration motivation it's like wow like these guys really climbed through the you know they yeah. They took a long
1: time to get to where they are, but like now, it's really paying off, and it's so inspiring to see that stuff. Oh, for sure, definitely. We, we where I live out in here in Texas, we don't have any kind of music scene. It, it, there's no prog rock, there's no post hardcore, there's no. It's all like country and butt rock out here. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it <started here. laughs> we used to when I was younger, but uh, we actually had a there was a band. They're not uh, very popular. There's uh, a bullet for Pretty Boy. They're, they're pretty popular around like the MySpace. Yeah,
5: I, I definitely know uh, them. Definitely.
1: Yeah, they got signed out of, they're all from my town, like literally the town that I live in. They're all, I watched oh, cool. Uh, I went to a lot of their live shows when I was younger. And as soon as they got signed and left, the music scene literally died.
0: Ah, former.
1: Uh, yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about y'all's debut LP, the Speaking Hi- Hibernation. Coming out of the gate with like Catalina Blue and and there was a lot of uh, like spoken word vibes off of that kind of like a me without you mm-hmm. dispute type of feel exactly. but it was also mixed with with like health mm-hmm. and stuff like that is that was that intentional
2: you mean that that track specifically or you mean just
1: I, I think I picked up yeah. throughout the album I think there was little spritz you yeah. know like a lot of speed or me without me without you for sure definitely uh, is what it comes yeah
2: Dan
4: yeah um. Yeah, I, I personally didn't actually listen to a lot of Me Without You, but um, I was a, you know, still am, but, you know, I was listening to a lot of a lot of Few back in the day as well. I yeah. think that's where the spoken word influence mostly came from. And actually, I think some other people have told me, you know, they could see some Hail the Sun influence in that record, but I, I really honestly wasn't even listening to Hail the Sun at the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I really didn't get introduced to them, I think, until about so, 2016.
2: Just to add some context, like, Uh, when we first met Dan like uh, Greg and I had been listening to a lot of and not even not even just specifically talking about like a lot of speed or anything like that but we we had been listening to like a good amount of bands and like I think like when we all connected and started to like show each other music like I think all of our music tastes just generally started to expand so like that's where like because Greg and I we kind of knew what kind of vocalists we wanted and you know, we uh, Greg and I like at the time we also were into like, you know, Touche and more, um, and you know, like uh, there's for example like a line in uh, in our song Father Dog where it says Fade in, fade out, my precious little bird. Can't you see what's happening? And or don't is it Dan? Is it can't you or don't you see what's happening?
4: <laughs> can't. Uh,
2: but yeah, like that 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 part specifically, just the way that it's yelled. It's like, it's like you know, I remember, like, thinking about, like, Touche Mori around that time just because we kind of, we like that kind of, like, um, we like, you know, for maybe there to be a part where people can kind of, they don't have to worry about singing. It's just kind of like, you know, they can kind of just yell it at the top of their lungs kind of thing and just get real raw with it, you know, so.
1: For sure, definitely. I was also paying attention to the lyrics in that record quite a bit they kind of
4: seem to have a religious undertone is that
1: um that yeah intentional that, 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 that was
4: intentional yeah just based on uh, my own personal views uh, i just i like to incorporate you know some of the things yeah. that i talk about kind of you know still leaving it open for the viewer to take it as they want to for the listener rather yeah
1: i know you said uh, reliant k I, yeah those are definitely some bands that i grew up with I, i'm out here in in the bible belt i grew up southern baptist
4: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I personally grew up in a in a Christian home, so yeah, I, I have my uh, you know my views. But um, I, I like to all of our music, right? I like to keep it uh, just open for anybody, no matter where they come from, um, no matter what yeah, mindsets sure, yeah. they have or religious views they have. Um, it's we're, we're more so about just everybody being able to come together and yeah. feel as one and music does that for, for everybody. Yeah. So that's, you know, we, I try to articulate yeah. my lyrics to where nobody feels like any certain view is being pressed, pressed on that.
2: Yeah. Way. And yeah. just the, the sure. general idea of like, you know, you can come sit at our, our table, you know, that kind of vibe. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Travel glow I feel was less spoken word and more of uh, clean singing did y'all get away from those Touche and more loud Dispute
4: vibes in that album? Um, so, yeah. So, during Speaking Hibernation it was more of, you know, that obviously, like, raw kind of vocal um, impression. And we were also just finding our sound, and I was finding out what I wanted to do vocally for the band. Um, when Travel Glow came, um, it, I was more focused on trying to, like, press my limits, I think, and, like, see, like, what I was capable yeah. of. So you'll notice in travel glow there's a lot of higher register voice you know yes. vocals in it um so, so that's i think why that album kind of came out
1: that way it is interesting is that i did notice that in speaking hibernation you did use a lot of uh different vocal types in that album uh, y- there were times where it didn't even sound like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. it's funny to <laughs> say that
4: yeah exactly uh, some people uh Yeah, like I've gotten that specific like comment, uh, actually quite quite a bit. They they say that I use like three different types of vocal (laughs) like (laughs) things, and like it's funny because like I don't like intentionally do that. I think because when I when I write to an album, I tend to not take a lot of influence from outside music. When I'm listening to the to our instrumentals and writing to it, I just try to take influence about what the instrumentals are, are telling me. So, I think that's yeah. why, you know, multiple voices end up coming out because I'm letting the part itself, you know, kind of tell me where I want to take it vocally. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I mean, you said you you try to find your sound, and I feel like in Travel Glow, you really did find it. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of, it's more of a – more comfortable a feeling, I guess, and more your style, whereas
4: – Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would – I, I definitely do agree. I mean I mean as albums go on for any band you're you're still finding your sound. I'm just it's kinda it's kinda funny to hear that now because you know, we've been writing this new album. Um and everything's changing, you know, from what Travel Glow was. So Yeah. So, you know, we're still we're still on that journey.
2: Yeah, and, and I, uh, I guess to, to add a little yeah. context as well, um for Speaking Hibernation, it was definitely like Greg and I wrote a lot of those songs. Um and it ended up being like an experimentation of what our sound could be like. And, what you know, to me, it's still, you know, it's still an album altogether. So I don't necessarily personally view it that way, but it it ultimately kind of is that, that we, you know, Greg and I came from, uh, we mentioned we were in some bands before, like we were kind of definitely more on the just like progressive hardcore kind of, you know, like counterparts, um, or like hundredth, um, just like stuff like that. Um, and we wanted to, you know, kind of change our sound a bit and not be as heavy. We were just kind of thinking about future and also just the music that we were resonating a lot with. And at that point, you know, Greg was definitely a big Circus Survive fan by then. And, um, I was a little late, a little more late to the game with with that, but I definitely you know they're one of my favorite bands now, but um, you yeah. know, so we just from there just kind of wanted to expand and speaking of hibernation is just that. like you know, I mean it the, the name applies to a lot of different things, but that that is what we did. We spoke in a period of hibernation in which we were just, working on what Body Thief was, you know, like what we were going to become. And and I think that those, all those songs, just like, we were just experimenting a lot just with where this sound could take us, which is why we even have songs that, you know, structurally, you know, sometimes don't even repeat parts. Um, It's just kind of this roller coaster, you know, in some ways. And then Travel Glow, I know that at least for some of the songs that I wrote, or at least skeletoned out more so, because we all do it together. But, um, you know, I was doing more of a conscious effort myself to make sure even, like, my drum parts or instrumental parts that I was writing, that they were a bit more cohesive as uh, a little more, like, together than than maybe how speak was. Um, so, yeah. so from there, I think, you know, just naturally, even the progression you're talking about in Dan's vocals just kind of, it's all like a package, you know, I think it, Dan was also experimenting a lot um, in speaking hibernation. And I think like, while we're always going to be an experimenting, like kind of like you said, like we're already on another wave and, you know, we're, yeah. we're on the next step of, of that process, you know? So we're, we're definitely super excited.
1: Yeah, for sure. I enjoy hearing the, I guess the growth of, of artists. Uh, so from Speaking Hibernation to Travel Glow, there, you can definitely tell there's a lot of growth as a band. Uh, and I was actually, one of my questions, it's interesting that you bring that up about y'all's shift in this next album. I actually have, one of my next questions was, when will we see a shift in the new album, and what kind, if y'all can talk about
5: it? Uh, definitely. Um, we I think we can all probably say a little bit of, of something about it. Um, we're, um, we're really excited for the next album um, with... Uh, the sense of like um with this one we try we were trying to kind of like again try and be like more cohesive. So I think that did come out a little bit on Travel Glow with like um refining our uh songwriting skills a little bit, you know, just kind of like um slowly chipping away at it. So I think now this this next album, um we're trying to not necessarily have more accessible vibes, but um we want to there's just some some sometimes when uh you know we feel like our songs do a lot in in some areas where it's like oh this part sounds really cool and it's a cool riff but like is that what's best for the song maybe so um there's just a lot there's a lot of uh analyzing going on um and part of that also has to do with um us working with uh, a producer um this time so we had uh, we had a session with um, a producer who's uh, who potentially will be recording the album, and uh, he helped us with some writing and gave us a lot of insight as to, um, hey, like this song sounds cool, but like you guys should maybe think about doing this vocal melody instead here, or changing this part here, or like let's extend, let's repeat the chorus, you know, um, and I think that's kind of given us a lot of um, insight and, and, um, inspiration to try and write, try and make these be like the best
2: that they can be in. Yeah. And, and to add yeah. a little thing, um, you know, we, we've obviously done these things in the past. So it's like, it's not necessarily new for us to dissect songs necessarily, but it's, it's more like the scope at which we're looking at it right now. And, um, obviously yeah. we've as a band had to, we also have to mentally all come together on what it means to like what, you know, when someone says like, you know, this is what the song needs. Like it's almost like we all have to be on the same wa- wavelength to be able to understand what that means. So it's like, it's definitely not an easy process, but you know, we just scope songs out a lot differently. And, uh, we are, we, we used to basically like demo out songs. And then basically when we were like, pretty much like happy with it instrumentally. It would just be like, all right, here, Dan. Sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> Got disconnected. Um, but yeah, we would give <laughs> uh, Dan the songs and, and uh, like generally that's kind of a little bit of how the process work. And we wouldn't change parts for vocals. Really Dan would just adapt to what we had. And there's very small changes we ever made, but that's like something that's just definitely not, happening now like it's we're just vocally centered um instrumentals are obviously very important to us like at the end of the day but we're building the songs like around the melody around the chord progressions yeah um when we look at a chorus you know you could make anything technically like a hook or a chorus but sometimes it's also like i don't know there's just a lot of things you have to think about you know even for your listeners because at this point we're not We're not just making music for, I mean, we've always made it for ourselves and because we love it, but now we have to kind of, we've learned that we have to fill other requirements that just need, that we need to expand and grow on, you know? And that's what we're doing, I guess.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it's good to have that uh, outsider influence as well from the producer. Definitely. I'm I'm sure that that can be very helpful.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And he's definitely someone we trust with our process. And I don't think we're, we're usually that comfortable, like giving our uh, you know, our music, our art to input in someone else's hands. But uh, this producer um, just definitely like understands what we're trying to do. And luckily has worked with um, a lot of bands that we look up to and records we hold very close to our hearts. So hopefully an honor the other day
1: awesome yeah well i'm excited to hear it you is there any kind of set release time or, or anything for that new album
2: because of what's going on this year i would say no but as soon as possible okay. <laughs> there was <laughs> as as um, yeah there done, was, you know.
5: was the intention um actually to get it recorded um over this this last summer so um there was talk about recording it in august but um once once covid happened and we realized that um things weren't going to be like studios weren't going to be so accessible um reassessed the situation we were kind of like hey you know what let's use this time to like maybe flesh out the songs a little bit more and like um just work a little more on the that now now that there's not as much of a rush to like go into the studio and then tour off of it because we can't tour now so it's like we just have, we, we decided to like flesh those songs out so they can be the best that they can be when we enter into the studio.
2: Yeah. I mean, our, our goal was definitely yeah. like by next year, there should be this album, should, you know, like maybe by summer next year, hopefully it would be out. Um, Obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we had in the pipeline this year that, you know, are still happening. We just have to, we just have yeah. to let the world wake up again before we can resume (laughs) the the scheduled plan. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're definitely very eager and we're like, we're just, you know, we're just cranking on these songs, like working on our, you know, friendships and just growing stronger and making sure that we're ready, even more ready than we've ever been to be able to take on the challenge. That is coming. Yeah,
1: for sure. That's awesome, man. If you go to Kurt Travis's Twitter, it, he it, he lists himself as y'all's artist and talent manager. Is that still the case?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's our daddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, how did that? How did that even happen? How did he become y'all's uh, artist and talent manager?
2: Ooh, it's a it's a pretty great story, I would say. I mean, do you, do you want a very extremely summarized version, or would you like the? But we can just kind of tell you the story just as it comes, because you know you
5: we could go too fast. Uh, to, like, to you know. We
2: don't have How to make it too to long. We do long. We'll it, we'll, uh, we'll
5: make sure that we include all of the important details.
2: How about that? Okay. <laughs> do you want yeah, to do you want good. to go, yeah. Sebastian, so yeah. or do you want me all to right, do it? it's gonna be forty five minutes long. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you, you can do it, man. Go for it. Well,
5: yeah. So we um, it's it's a um, it's it's really interesting because uh, so we had this show um lined up for, uh, it's, it was basically us opening for Kurt Travis. Um, and we were, we were about to go to the show. We, we were packing up and everything. And then um, we heard last minute that one of the bands that was on the touring package, uh, who, it, which was Macari, um, unfortunately their van broke down. So they weren't going to be able to make the show. And we had this like, you know, just kind of a joke. We were like, hey, what if we like didn't show up? And we didn't, I mean, we weren't really going to
2: just bail on the show, but which we've never right. done. We like never have done that was, ever. <laughs> we were just being, yeah. it was just like a very <laughs> weird joke right. moment. That was just also like a dumb moment. We were just like, what it like the show, you know, like I think the show's going to not be as good because, you know, like t- basically two bands dropped out because it's Makari, but then Macari was also the backing band for Brent Walsh. So it was like, it just felt like the, the, the show took a big hit, you know? Um, and we were just like, for a second, we were just like, oh, man, like, is this even going to, you know, like, is there even going to be kids here or something like that? You know, and we were like, uh. <laughs> Um Yeah, but... But yeah, we, yeah, go, but yeah go. we
5: decided quickly, like, that wasn't the vibe. And we were like, yeah, you know, we're going to play the show still. Um, and then we ended up playing and... uh because there weren't there in, you know, inevitably there ended up being like not such a big crowd. There were still some kids, but, um, Kurt was, was, uh, was cool enough to have, uh, stuck around and watched our set. And he was just really, uh, in love with the music and really liked our sound. And, um, so right after the set, he came up, we were in our van, hanging out, talking, talking about the set and, uh, came up to us and was like, Hey guys, like literally on the spot was like, hey, like, I love your band. Like, I I want to, like, sign you to my label and, like, work with you and, like, be your manager. <laughs> like, on the spot.
2: <laughs> so that was pretty surreal. And That's it was awesome. one of those things, too, where, like, yeah, it was surreal. And, and one thing that I want to mention that was, like, kind of funny was, like, we have, like, tinted, like, windows on it. Well, it was actually our old band, but we we have tinted windows. So, like, when Kurt came up, we didn't right away know that it was Kurt. We just kind of saw this, like, Shadow silhouette, like just coming up, and and we're you know we have a bunch of friends in the car, and um until someone was like, no, I think that's Kurt, you know, and then we just have this moment where like we just open the the, the van door to Kurt, and we're just kind of like, what, like what is happening right now? <laughs> um, that's yeah, awesome, he was that's he was super nice and just very humble and you know straight to the point and just like, hey, like you know, I haven't seen you know, a band like this in a while. And like, you know, and, you know, he went on to, 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 you know, say a bu- you know, a lot of other things, but it was just a very wholesome moment and it felt very natural. And we ended up just like um, that night, Kurt like uh, came over and um, just came over to Greg's house and stayed there. um, And from there we just like contacted him and kept uh, growing the relationship. So.
1: Yeah, that's really cool, man. That's awesome. I'm sure that's a very lucky. Yeah, lucky mm-hmm.
2: thing. yeah, we've been waiting for that to happen for a long time. Like, it's like you yeah. kind of you, you, you know, we've set our all of our cards up, and <laughs> finally one day it just happened. Yeah,
5: I actually, you know? um, fun, yeah. funnily enough, awesome. I I had told Kurt too that um, when when we had put out our last album, I uh, I sent it to him, and I sent it to like a bunch of labels, and I sent it to a bunch of people, and I was like maybe someone will have interest in it. <laughs> um, and so it was just really funny to to like have him actually hit us up and be like, yo, like, that was really cool. I liked that. And we were like, yes, dude. Like, We love you. Like, We've been in so inspired by your music. So it was really awesome for sure. And we love working with him.
1: Uh, Caleb from Lilac Kings and Zincadia. Mm-hmm. For sure, that's our boy. <laughs> he told me that if I ever... I love that man. He said, if I ever get y'all on the show, I have to ask, uh, when are y'all going to play Night Owls?
2: <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we've so from Travel Glow, there's two songs that we haven't really played live. I think maybe we played one of them once, but it, you know, I wouldn't consider that time actually actually, <laughs> but um for various reasons, but yeah, uh, Night owl's mating season and Best for visits are two that we haven't really two full songs off of travel that we haven't really played in. Uh, I guess the answer honestly would be our next tour. Next tour. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good one (laughs) whenever that happens.
5: (laughs) There, there was a, there was a plan to start playing it, um, for the next tour. And, um, obviously that fell through, but, um, one of the things is that uh, the last few tours that we we had done, we didn't have a lot of like rehearsal time in between some of those tours. So um, it's it's admittedly one of the harder songs yeah. that we've written. So unfortunately, yeah. it does require a bit more like rehearsal time for us to feel like it's at a point that we're uh, comfortable with performing it live and feel like it's going to sound really good.
1: Yeah, for sure. So this last question is basically just one that I like to do for fun. What is the last two songs that y'all listen to? I don't know if y'all listen to oh, like, yeah. Spotify or something. But it shows your Ooh. recent plays. What is the last two songs that y'all listened to?
0: Oh yeah. I'll,
3: let's let's <laughs> see. Nice. Let's see what we got here. I would say for me, Rihanna by um Fleetwood Mac. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>
4: well, I got my two my two last songs I've listened to. All right, what are they, G? Uh G or D. Cause this B D. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh well it's actually well sebastian actually just showed me this artist i think this album just dropped like a week ago i've been on like a little indie pop uh vibe it's gus Dapperton. Uh, it's the song bluebird oh yeah that song is. yeah and uh the other one would be uh the song the gold by manchester orchestra off black mob of the surface such good songs the last the last two
5: songs i listened to two were, were very random <laughs> um, out of it by the story so far which is off their uh, their latest album and then the song i listened to before that was uh there's no penguins in alaska by
2: chiyo nice. Nice. <laughs> nice
5: i'm always like listening to throwback jams dude i'll listen to like all of my favorite like albums from the early 2000s just constantly i love those albums
1: it's amazing to see how many bands around that are still active that were discovered to, like through MySpace. Yeah, that's true. Def. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, different times.
2: For me lately, I I, I want to second what Dan said with Gus Dapperton. Um, he he was featured on this artist from New Zealand. Her name is Benny, um, and she has like a very popular song called "Super Lonely." super lonely more so and uh Gus Dapperton did a feature in the bridge which was like pretty cool and then he just released that album Orca so um yeah I second that and then um the other song I listened to was uh Tough Guy by Benny herself and then also that Deftones uh album yeah or whatever so um, Greg Greg was showing it to me and then I, I was listening to it last night before bed so just that album nice no song. song in particular yeah but Tough Guy by Benny for sure that's B-E-N-E that's like my my favorite artist right now and it's like not really even like anywhere in the scene that yeah, we're in yeah for sure
1: <laughs> I, I, I checked out that new DevTimes nice. album yesterday it was pretty man it
2: was very uh, very nostalgic
1: yeah. from Chino for sure
2: yeah yeah, we were, we were talking about like the melody choices and stuff that they that yeah. he uses, and it's just it's just really interesting, like how how unsettling and pleasant and like dark and like bright. Some of the shit sounds like yeah, for you sure know, all the time.
1: It's insane how he's he's been around since the in the '90s and he's still cranking out tunes, man. Like mm. and like good music mm. too. Like it's insane, man. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely
3: well, i love all awesome. of their stuff Is, did we get everybody's too? yeah well it was just another yeah within the 20 within 24 hours i literally just heard one song <laughs> well then
4: make it 48 <laughs> the past 48 hours man <laughs> no
3: that's that's all i got i'm man. listening to radio just like you know like background music so nothing that stands <laughs> out but yeah that's all i got awesome
1: uh nice. well i mean that's pretty much it that's all i got for you all today um I will be in contact with you when I think this is going to come out next week. Uh, so next Monday in the middle of scheduling all my interviews right now. So I normally like to do like a wave of them, but yeah. Great.
2: Can we, give, can we give a little shout out? Yeah, for sure. Shout out to all the dogs in the world.
4: I just heard yeah. a cat in the background.
2: <laughs> that was, well, that um, was super <laughs> ironic. Yeah, that was my cat. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, you know, cats, cats oh my God oh. are awesome. <laughs> But, but i'm just shouting out the
5: dogs Something's that's that.
2: <laughs> that is so funny oh my god okay but but, but an actual real shout out shout out, uh, shout out to to donovan from hell the sun because he's our booking agent yeah and i'll, and I'll awesome. uh
5: i'll double that with a shout out to kurt even though we already kind of gave him a shout out but i'm giving him another shout out because we love kurt yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Kurt's awesome man kurt is his voice is amazing in every project for awesome. sure yeah Yeah, (laughs) man.
3: Yo, shout out to Andres, too, who didn't show, uh, wasn't able to be with us today, but uh, shout out to our boy. Hi, man. Well, I appreciate y'all.
1: Thank y'all very much for coming on. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much,
2: man. Yeah, hell yeah, man. It was fun.
1: (laughs) Bye, y'all. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Today's closing song is Emerald by the band Dead Authors Club. You can find them on Facebook or Bandcamp at Dead Authors Club. Also, I'm pretty sure he's got some other stuff you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at TylerXChase. And uh, I hope you enjoy this song as much as I do. Uh, Y'all have a good day.